Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We're so glad you are spending the next 25 minutes with us because we have some very important things to tell you. I mean, I'm not going to say they're life or death, but I might. I will say they are both profound and practical, and it is this. Why you need to stop that and start this, though. Mm-hmm. You know, you are getting ready to dive into the fall. You're about to bake too much squash and feel so good about yourself with all well, the squash. Some of you are. I will not I mean, be baking any squash. I'll bake Sorry. like two. No, yeah. Derek will bake two. And then I will I'll heat be like, up sweet potato fries from the freezer. That's Oh my I'm gosh, I love you so much. See, this is why we're best friends. <laughs> Crap like that. You know, I just... That's it. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> also, listeners, you need to know that I texted Ashley. I voice texted Ashley today. I said, who even cooks in the summer? Like, why? Who, who has the motivation right. for such things? I don't even know. In no which she replied... <laughs> Who cooks any time of the year? <laughs> Why would they do that? Who has energy for that or time for that? And I thought, okay, well, I was just meaning because it was hot out, but I'm glad this is how you feel. But you know it what? Is. It is how I feel. I will tell you this. I am to this point. I don't know about you, Ashley, but my meals, especially this week, are so simple. I'm. It's kind of like you. It, I'm not even trying to pretend I'm trying. My kids yeah, know I'm stopped trying. I, that's how I live my life. Like. The, the whole family knows I'm not trying. I mean, I just, I can't. It's such freedom. I, I want to, but I can't. <laughs> Do you try on Sunday? Well, Sundays are a busy day for you. Y'all are in the ministry. We are, Sundays yes. Sundays are a busy day Sundays for you. Sundays are off. That's when you order food for sure. And oh. hope that your children, like two weeks ago, um, there was such a sweet gal. She's on our team, our kids team. And she texted me and she's like, your kids are crying. They're so hungry. Can I go to Starbucks and get them a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I swear they ate all morning long. We ate like seven snacks on the way to church. Like, I'm so sorry. But she had to go get little breakfast sandwiches for my babies because I was meeting with a new mama during one of the services. So I actually couldn't beat them. So, I mean, it takes a village, guys. It really does. You set somebody free with that story. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody feels okay to be not on it 24-7 because of that perfect well-told story. I am not on it, ladies and gentlemen. I do feel quite a freedom that I'm not making an effort. You know what? That's a bold-faced lie. On Sundays, we bust out the Dutch oven. Something good is going to be bubbling. It's got to be like once a week, right? Once a week. Once a week, I pull out the stops. Yes. The rest of the week is a lot of cheese boards. We're we're at, I mean, it was usually one night a week, but now we're up to two. And honestly, their lunch is basically a mini cheese board. It's two kinds of nuts, <laughs> fruit and vegetable. And then if they finish that, then they can have pop chips. No, not they're off meat mm-hmm. and cheese right now. Okay, gotcha. Jericho would eat cured meats, I don't know, 12 times a day if I'd let him. Right, because they're delicious. What more? They're I mean, so it's good. basically, it's just fancy beef jerky. Like, if we weren't, really want to get I serious mean, about right. what it is, and what young man does not enjoy beef jerky? There is no young man, except for a few vegans and vegetarians, perhaps. But most of the young men want a beef jerky. I am confident there isn't the under 12 male population listening to this episode, so we're good. I think you're right. I think you're right. And if they're vegetarian and vegan, it's really impressive. I love that. Oh, sometimes Der- Jericho will come in. He's like, yeah, I'm vegetarian today. Love oh, it. Oh, are you That's ready for this? amazing. No, you're not even ready. 
Kingston had a balloon with a safari hat on it. And he's like, look, I made a vegetarian. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a white balloon with, with a safari I hat. I love children so much. Oh, they they're are so the good. best. All right, listeners. We are coming at you with all the things today because fall is crazy. Mm-hmm. And we've all been summering it up. And we it's have. time to define what this next season is going to look like. That's right. So, the reality is coming. So we need ugh, to talk about that. It's going to smack you in the face so it hard. Is. And some parts we want to smack in our face, correct? Like, I'm very excited about my older one going back to school because he is so bored at our house. I mean, that's he has beside right himself with boredom. And so I'm very excited for school to start. So, yes, like, that's great. Summer needs to stop and school needs to start. That's the first stop that and start this. When do your kids start school? They don't start till after Labor Day. Oh, same. So they okay. start on the 5th. Yeah. Oh, we start on the 5th as well. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking that that still feels like two months away. I don't know why. How do you feel? Do you feel like it's soon it, or do you feel like it it's... It feels very far away. Same. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't even gotten him a backpack or yeah. pencils. I'm like, that's so far away. I feel like it it's It feels like an eternity, to be honest. I mean, it's 15 days. Mm. That's, a, that's a minute. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. I mean, I did get a nice cube to Target, so maybe I need to go sooner than later before they're clean out of all the things I need, but whatever, it's fine. Okay, so why do you need to stop that? So here's how we're going to do this, listeners. We're going to split it down the middle. We're going to first talk about what you need to stop, and we are going to be what you have come to know. We are going to give it to you straight. We are not going to pull punches. We're going to be real, real honest with you. And then after we talk about what you need to stop, we're going to talk about what you need to start. Hmm. And it isn't like, you better do this or you suck at life. Because that's not helpful. Nobody needs that. I mean, maybe a little. A little kick in the pants never hurt anybody. But we'll also pet you. We'll, we'll pet your hair if you need a little hair petting. But the things you need to stop. I will not pet your hair, but I will cheer you on. I'll pet the hair. <laughs> you kick the butt. Right. There it is. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome. Kicking the rump never hurt it's nobody. Really perfect. Ashley, I feel like ergonomically, I feel like you're more inclined to do that. Yeah. I'll stand on my tiptoes and pet their head. That's right. Maybe simultaneously. I mean, we yes. can just do it all in one go. That's okay. right. <clears throat> You'll feel loved go. is what we really want to communicate to you. I mean, that's a better way of saying it. Let's go with her plan. Her plan. Not the not the touchy-feely stuff that I offered you approximately 15 seconds ago. Oh, I'm feeling spicy today, Ashley. I'm loving it. Oh. Fabulous. Bring it on. All okay. the spice. All right, num- stopping. Here is what you need to stop. Right, the freak now. Number one, feeling obligated mm. to do all the things, feeling obligated to have all the people. Mm. Inviting everyone because you feel like you need to. Mm. This is just a small example. I am the person where I'm like, oh, I don't want you to feel left out. I And I'm such a gatherer by nature. Yeah, totally. I don't want you to feel left out. And there's times for that. If it's, yeah. if it's you know, especially if it's ministry related, I mean, open those doors wide. Mm-hmm. stuff as many people you can in your backyard, whatever, or apartment, you name it. Yep. Do all the things, meet them at the park, whatever. But there's times when it's just you and you need to be with your people, but you feel obligated that you need to make that table wider. And you're like, wait a second. They're not feeling obligated to constantly in- invite me to the table for certain things. Right. But so I true. feel like they need to. I am just your classic case for that, you guys. I have done it too many times. And I would say in the last couple months... I've just had this light bulb turn on of like, nobody feels obligated to treat me like that. And nor yeah. do I expect them to. I don't even expect them to. Right. I'm not looking for this tit for tat either. Yeah. I'm, but I'm like, oh, I've let you in once. Therefore, you need to be to every girl's night or every whatever. But it's like, 
this is a lot of people or this is a lot or I'm really doing this because I want to bless you, not because this is mutual. There's a difference, right? right? There's a difference. Yeah, there is. Stop feeling obligated. Do you have anything to add to that, Ashley? Well, I just love it. I mean, I, I have... I don't feel as obligated to invite people to things, but I do feel obligated to do stuff for people. And so I think sometimes I have to remind myself, like I spent a whole year one year, God had me study love and not do anything out of guilt. And I feel like sometimes I have to return to that. Where I'm like, am I doing this because I feel guilty or like I have to, Ooh. or am I doing this because I really want to? And because when you really want to, that's actually a bigger blessing, right? Like when you're totally. able to do something because it's coming from a real heart to do it. Um, I think that's huge. And sometimes we have to serve even though we don't feel like it. Like, that's life, okay? But I am saying that if we're constantly under the obligation to do things, then we need to stop doing them. Like cooking, for example. Oh, gosh. Look at those connections. Let's just round it back (laughs) out, you know? Like, pull something from the freezer, grab a frozen pizza, you know, heat up some sweet potato fries, add a salad and some chicken and call it a day, you know? I think that feeling obligated is driving so much of our activity. So I love that you're talking about stopping that. What should the people start doing instead? I don't have something for that, but I'll keep talking about what we need to stop doing. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, stop with this beach body understanding of beauty. Do not let it run the way you see yourself. Now, I understand this is something the Why Though Girls have talked about in the past, but it bears repeating. I'll tell Mm -hmm. you right now, I know that we do have some male listeners, so I want to be sensitive to that, but... I look at this body every day and I say, mm, today's a good day and you are looking good. I do. I, I absolutely do. And listener, I am covered in stretch marks from the mid thigh to probably two inches below my chin. I mean, I'm just like, it's like I got a, just a, just lots of stripes. And I'm just like, this is who I am. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'd like to have permanent hair removal, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> You know, I agree. I had this great moment yesterday. We have um, several babies in our life, and we say that these babies have the ministry of thighs. They have the (laughs) yummiest thighs. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, just so, like, as soon as I see them, I am so lit with joy. Like, everything in me just explodes on the inside. And I'm like, wait a minute. We all have the ministry of thighs. And I just have this revelation of, like, whatever the thighs are. They're beautiful, and it's a ministry of thighs. And God loves us the way that we are, and other people can love us the way that we are. And I just think it really matters to just love yourself um, and to not perform to a standard that is very unattainable or not even optional. You know, I think that we just got to love ourselves, that ministry of thighs. It's important, and we all have one. This is going to go viral. Why did we not call this episode the ministry of thighs? Like, what are we doing with our Next time, listen. That could be a September podcast. <laughs> oh, you mark my words. It's That's happening. happening. The Ministry of Thighs. People, I hope this blesses you. Did you hear her? The Ministry. If, if we want to eat those baby thighs, let's yes. just love the ones we have. Correct. Oh. Love them. Make peace with them. They're yours. Okay. They're that beautiful. was probably the best thing I've heard this month. <laughs> All right. Number three, talking poorly about others. Why? No one wins that game. I don't need to roll up and hear you talk smack about someone, A, I don't know, or B, we both know. Both Mm -hmm. are a bad idea. Mm -hmm. It just, it makes, it makes the speaker look bad more. I'm the one who looks bad if I go run in my mouth. That's exactly right. Not the person we're talking about, but guess what? They don't win either when I speak that over them. We can't be living like that. We must stop. What a waste of our breath, right, Ashley? What a waste. waste. Yep. I got nothing to add. Mm. Just stop that. Okay. And as we 
refuse and stop talking bad about others, let's stop talking bad about ourselves. No self-deprecating comments. It's not quite as charming as we think. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I I think I'm funny sometimes. You and are. sometimes, in my effort to be hilarious, I make fun of myself. And I think there is a time and place for that because some things I do for are sure. just downright hilarious. But not at the risk of people thinking, does she hate herself or does she think right. ill or belittling yourself constantly to the point where you're like, oh, that person believes that about themselves. You know, yeah. there's a fine line to walk between humor and comedy and like, oh, as a man thinketh, so he is, or as a yeah. woman thinketh, or as a why gal, gal thinketh. Yes. <laughs> why though, gal, that doesn't I like that. roll off as quick as I was hoping. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's just not, it's not helpful right. because we will start to develop those neural pathways and we will start to believe those things about ourselves we think oh i just can't get it right or i just can't fill in the blank right we'll start to believe it we really will and again nobody wins yes and i think this is really important in environments that we're a part of because once you start creating that roadmap in your mind that this is who you are then you start to be that way in certain Mm -hmm. spaces you start to have the perception that everybody else thinks that about you and so then it gets uncomfortable to be in spaces it feels hard to be yourself it feels hard to take your mask off because you're constantly thinking about who you are and how other people are thinking about who you are Oh, and so when you just start to, yeah. it's exhausting. So when you, and I've been there, I totally understand that. And so I think when you start to let that go and realize that you're not those things and that it's a blank slate when you show up somewhere, like it's okay to love yourself and it's okay to, yes, make fun of yourself. I choke on my own spit sometimes. Like it's legit, you know, we're human beings, but at the same time, like we're so loved and we have so much to offer. And when we show up somewhere, it's a blessing. And that's important to remember. Come on now. Come on now. Okay, let's go back to this choking on your spit situation. It's real. You, Does anybody else do that? I mean, this is a thing for me. Like, it's an actual thing. Is it, like, brought on by anxious thoughts or something? I mean, I don't even know. Sometimes it just happens for no reason. Like, I'll just be having a conversation with Cody, and it just, I choke on my spit. Sometimes I might be preaching, and I'll choke on my spit. Sometimes I'm dehydrated, and I choke on mm. almost no spit. Like, what is that? I mean, seriously. Human bodies are strange. You need to find a diagnosis for this. You, I, I might have I will, something. Let me know. Maybe there's a vitamin. <laughs> Maybe there's a vitamin. Well, we're going to talk about vitamins in a minute, guys. You just wait. All right. My last one that I want to talk about, and then Ashley, if you have anything else you want to add, is stop assuming everyone else is the problem but you. Oh, I love oh, that. Oh, well, she just dot, dot, dot. Well, he just dot, dot, dot. And it's like, did you know that you're with you all day and you were the common denominator in all those situations that Correct. went wrong? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I when, when we play the blame game and things are never our fault, ooh, that is the quickest way to just have a dying soul. We just become numb to what is and what isn't and how people feel. And I think it just tanks our compassion. Um, I spent time with... Someone who's been in my life for a really long time recently, and he was starting to share of like, oh, that didn't work out, or I left that job, or oh, that relationship with that girl didn't work out. And he's starting to share, and I'm thinking like, um, you seem to be wanting all of these things in your, as you're sharing it. And totally. There was never any uh, ownership or responsibility right. of, of his part. And I thought, mm, mm, really, every girl just walked away and you couldn't figure out why after this is totally. like, okay okay yes so i think we can stop assuming that we don't have a part to play and, and, and here's the thing i understand that this pendulum swings for me i swing um the other way where i think everything's my fault and right and nobody needs to take responsibility but me that's real but then you fl- flick it the other way <laughs> and it everything is everyone else's fault but yours and i think that we have to be able to just simmer down 
really look at the situation and say, I need to take ownership for this, this, and this. I did this, and I am so sorry. Yeah. Or I, here's how I'm going to grow from this. Um, and then being able to really see who, who, who needed to take ownership for that and what did I do? Because we're not going to grow. We all want to grow. We all want to become, right? But guess how we become? We grow through the middle, man. We grow through the hard parts. Yeah, and exactly if we're not right. willing to look at the mess and think, oh, I'll curve and I'll figure this out, then we can't expect ourselves to move to to this true self that we want to be that is full of the spirit. It is so true. I think that that is a really big deal. And we have to recognize what is the root thing that's going on in me. Like if you're constantly in this relationship, a certain type of relationship, like I'm always in a job where they take advantage of me. Well, then do you hold true to your value in the job? And if you don't, then why? Mm-hmm. And if you're constantly feeling like, man, I only get to date these types of guys. Like I, I realized that. And what, what the truth was about me, the hard truth that I didn't want to face when it came to my dating life is that I was afraid of real intimacy and commitment. And so if I was to be in relationship with someone who was not afraid of commitment and who was not afraid with intimacy, I couldn't handle it because it would mean I'd have to be more vulnerable and really expose who I am. And I was not ready to do that. And so I kept choosing guys who are not emotionally available because that's what I wanted to be. And so I think I really had to like really examine, you're right, Tiffany, like everything about these situations that I'm in is the same. And it's because I have told myself that I don't want real commitment and I don't want real intimacy because it's too scary. And so it's okay to really look at yourself within the context of some healthy friends who really love you and really look at it and go, why do I keep making these choices? Um, and sometimes, like Tiffany said, it's not your fault. And then sometimes it's like, well, this is the same thing 17 times, okay? Yeah. So that means I need to deal with something that's really going on inside of me. Mm-hmm. And that's scary, but you got to do that work because it makes you healthy and it makes you whole. Now, I feel like what we talked about earlier, this uh, self-deprecating comments or... Uh, really ties into this because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like you said, I don't want intimacy or connection. Well, what comes from that is a lack of intimate and connected relationships, right? Yeah. Like there's, we, we breathe into those spaces and we speak into those spaces and then we wonder why things don't turn out in the way that we'd hoped or that we think everyone else gets but us. But in reality, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. We don't have those values and those guiding principles that are rooted deep in our bones that are going to get us to where we want to be, which is whole and healthy. Yes. That's exactly mm. it. Say it. That's right. It's all good. All right, Ashley, what do we need to start doing? Why don't you take the lead? Tell me what we need to start doing. Tell me. First of all, people, you need to know Ashley's just fabulous. She kind of rocks at life. She is raising two babies in New York City, and she hasn't lost her mind. I mean, I think that alone <laughs> is just fabulous. <laughs> you know, you're right about that. I feel like I'm going to buy myself a a trophy. I don't know. (laughs) I think what we could start doing that would really be a blessing to us is start having the expectation that life is not perfect. And I think if we could just do that, Mm. we would stop living in perpetual disappointment. So just start recognizing life's not perfect and wake up in the morning and go, you know what? Everything I have planned today is not going to go the way that I want it to every single moment of this day. And so I commit myself to being present and to being okay when things are not perfect. And I think if we just did that, we would not lose our minds because we don't have the expectation for perfection. And when you don't have that, you can let life be what it is. Um, And so that would be my first, let's start doing more of this. I am both convicted and encouraged at this moment in time. (laughs) As a type A, and I'm sure there's plenty, hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of of type A's listening to your words right now. 
And I just have to say, that was a word for us, y'all. That was a word. I'm literally like dead in the water right now. I feel like you just, (laughs) you just knocked on my front door and told me it's not going to be perfect and that I need to deal with it. And I'm just like deer in headlights. So I needed that. Thank you. Yep, you're welcome. I act like the sky is falling when things don't go my way. Even something small like a parking spot, you know? Like, totally. <laughs> up to well, the think, big stuff. Yes. Big, like and when I you didn't get like, a job. Or yes, that's the mm-hmm. thing. And so even if you weren't a type, type A personality, I don't think this um, pers- perspective and expectation of perfection belongs only to like the type totally. A's. And I know that's not totally. what you're saying, but I do yeah. think sometimes we assign that to to personalities or to people who do ways of life. But the truth is we all, even if we are way more chill and even if our personality is way less like boom, 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 boom all the time, everybody has an expectation of how things should go or how people should act. And so if they don't Mm -hmm. act a certain way, then that messes with my plans or it messes with my sense of who people are in the world and it's messing with my security and it's messing with my image or it's messing with whatever. And I think we have to deal with that and just recognize like, Hey, it's not perfect. So let's start doing that. I love it. That's one start. Second start, I want to say, is start putting your phone down. Woo! Just kind of get a witness. Girl. Start putting your phone down. You know, I um, was playing with my son last week, and we had this amazing moment. My little, my little guy, he just turned two. And we were sitting at the table, and I had my phone out because I was working while I'm trying to play with them because they're home for summer, and we don't have childcare at the moment. And so I was on my phone, and he just looks at me, and he goes, Mommy, off phone. Put it in your pocket. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, thank you, son. First of all, thank you. Thank you for the reminder that you're here in front of me and that this is the thing I can give my attention to. Yes, there is work that needs to be done and I don't know when it's going to happen, but you've asked me to give you my attention, so I'm going to. And it was just mm-hmm. a great reminder to like put my phone down. It didn't used to run my life, you know, for everyone who's, you know, around the age of 40, you know what that's like. You're kind of split direct down the middle. Like, we know what it's like to not have a phone all the time and for people right. to not have access to us all the time. So I think start putting the phone down more than you're doing it. <laughs> they know what it's like to have a pink pager. Oh, yes, they do. And that thing was so great. One, four, three, four, one, one, nine, one, one. Like I knew all the things. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. I have nothing to add to that. That is it's so vital. And um, Ashley has mentioned this before, and I didn't even know this existed until she shared it on the podcast. But even just set limits on your screen time, like mm-hmm. have yep. some built in boundaries yes. that can really keep you on the straight and narrow on this. Because like all of us, it's not that we're just playing Candy Crush. It's we're trying to send emails. We're <laughs> totally. trying to get things done, you yes. know. Like, but at the same yes. time, finding the windows that we can do that where we can still give our best attention and effort to our people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, another start doing. Start practicing presence. So this is a really good one, I think, going into fall because we can, you know, we're kind of coming out of sleepy summer, you know, not that it wasn't busy, not that you don't have a lot going on, but we're kind of coming out of the sleepy summer and we're going to start interfacing with with each other a lot more, whether it's at school, some of us are going back to school, some kids are going back to school, some of us are starting to get more busy at work because everybody's coming back from summer vacation. Some people are moving right now and starting a whole new life. And so there's in a new city, in a new place. And so I think one of the things that we can start doing is that. Um, and that would be really helpful for us. I love that. That is so, so, so important to just be fully there. Um, oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. I think another thing is um, some of those practices of summer, maybe you had a little more fun stuff on your plate. Mm-hmm. I think understand that, okay, I need to 
maybe shelf some of that that is summer I, for me I don't yeah. know like I'm like those lazy afternoons where I can get the kids to play Legos and I'm just gonna read a book for two hours like that's gone now right. like, you know what I mean yeah. so even just presence like okay presence isn't what it just looked like I think that's right just like Ashley's saying it really takes a minute to decide what is that gonna look like for me I know what it looks like maybe for other people, maybe even my partner or my kids. But for me, what does that need to look like? Again, it goes back to expectation, right, of having healthy expectations for the season. I love that. And that leads me to my final one. It's the perfect stopping point, which is to give yourself permission. So Mm -hmm. give yourself permission to change. Give your life permission to change. Give yourself permission to adjust to a new season or new times or new things. Like give yourself permission. Um, and maybe you need permission to love yourself. Maybe you need permission to, to pursue a friendship that might feel a little scary for you, but you know, it'd be so good for your soul. Maybe you need permission to not cook in your house when you just don't want to do that. And it would bless you to heat a frozen pizza. This is the third time I've said it because I really think it's important, important. (laughs) but just give yourself permission, give yourself permission to chase a dream, give yourself permission to enter fall and be present. Like give yourself permission. It's okay. Come on. Don't bench yourself. Right. Give yourself Ooh, I like that. <laughs> and uh, somebody posted on Instagram. It was, I believe it was July one and said, okay, 2019 is half over. What's your plan? And I loved that. I was like, oh yeah, so check awesome. in, check in. Yeah. And that's what she's saying. Give yourself permission to do the things. Yes. Not be somebody you're not, but be all you. Yeah. Because all you is what the world needs. Why the listener? That's it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Ashley, do you have any last words? No last words. We're so grateful for you guys. Also, we're going to start talking about my book next week. And I'm very excited. So tune in for the first chapter on audio of my book. Did you hear that, people? Woo! Mark your calendars next <laughs> Thursday. Mm, we will see you there. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit AshAbercrombie.org. See you next week.